Blog Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, children across the... Oh, fuck it. Let's go off script. It's time for a reality check. The most real talk show on the net is back and better than ever. Covering all and everything with pro wrestling. The curse. The past. And especially the future of pro wrestling. We'll talk overcoming struggles from the independents to pros and news from all around the wrestling world. We have no filters, so controversy is always welcome. This is your reality check. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Reality Check Radio. Since our rebirth here uh, about uh, three weeks ago, uh, this is basically our fourth episode back. And uh, no, fifth. I'm sorry. And uh, we are pretty much so proud to be back. Uh, I feel like every time that you know I open up the show here, I feel like a little piece of me just wants to just come out and say, "Yes, I'm back on the air." Anyway, guys, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Today we have a great and fun-filled show, a lot, and I mean a lot of topics to talk about today. We're talking No Mercy, we're talking WWE Raw, which we actually heard a lot of rumors and a lot of facts going into tonight. We're also going to talk about the ratings plunge and also the rumored uh, TNA sale that the WWE now purchased the TNA library and what might happen to the WWE Network. So we have a lot of topics to talk about, but before we do, before we start talking about those main topics, and of course, our main guest, we're going to have the Neon Ninja facade on the show a little later. The Neon Ninja, uh, he'll be on here. Uh, big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. I, I wonder what he thinks of the uh, Rocksteady and Bebop uh, just finally making their big screen debut in theaters. Anyway, so guys, t- uh, aside from TMNT, let's go ahead and introduce you to my family members first, ladies first, of course, uh, because it's in my contract. I need to be respectful towards ladies, even though... Eh, okay. Anyway, let's go ahead and start with Mrs. Millie Cruz. How are you, Ms. Millie? Doing well. How's everyone out here? We're doing good. Just, you know, getting ready for my vacation it's a week. <laughs> I can't wait. I'll be away from you guys. Finally. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, listen, coming to this beautiful studio, this uh, four by four mm-hmm. studio, all crunched up in in a tiny room, it, it's it's fun, okay? Don't don't be hating. I this is the the most I rent I could afford, okay? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, man. I, I have debts to pay. Anyway, so guys, uh, aside from that, thank you, Millie. And of course, now uh, standing in for Little Punk for a little while. Of course, we have our security guard. He's only stepping in for about 30 minutes on this show. We got Mr. Rick Foley on the line. Rick, how are you? Hello, George. Hello, Millie. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> Great. <laughs> good. Good. 
Right now, for those that don't understand why we call Rick Rick Foley, is because obviously we got Little CM Punk, and then we have the big supporter Mick Foley, which uh, AKA Rick Foley. So you get the the you know the trifecta there where Mick Foley supports CM Punk and Rick Foley supports Little CM Punk kind of deal. And on top of that, what better name for a security guy like a Foley <laughs> that loves pain? Rick, do you like pain? I love pain. Who doesn't? Okay, so I know what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, guys, now let's go ahead and jump into topics. Of course, we are going to be expecting facade a little later uh, in a couple minutes, but let's go ahead and open up our topics. Usually we always open up with Raw, so let's go ahead and jump into the Monday Night Raw discussion. Guys, we have a lot of rumors going into WWE Raw tonight. On top of that, we also have a fact they were just announced that Paul Heyman will be returning on WWE Raw tonight. What does he have to do with being on Raw tonight? Then again, Survivor Series is around the corner, so that might already they might be starting to push, you know, the envelope when it comes to Brock Lesnar and who his opponent might be for Survivor Series. There's already a couple rumors of who it might be. Uh, my hands are Bill Goldberg. Because the rumors have been rapid, saying, "Oh, they just signed him. They, he's returning." Blah blah blah. You know the same old story. But um, but here's other rumors. Who's Braun Strowman's mystery opponent is going to be? Uh, because uh, everyone's going crazy that Mick Foley, after he tweeted uh, a, a, what they call a clue, you know, of who Braun Strowman's next opponent might be. Uh, McFoley tweeted, and I quote, who's next? And who's famous for that quote? Bill Goldberg. So could we see Bill Goldberg return on Monday Night Raw today? Uh, what's your opinion on this, uh, uh, Millie? Um, honestly, I'm very speechless at this point. If Goldberg doesn't return, I know he's already on the, the WWE um, 2K17. Um, so, you know, it's going to be... If he, if he is coming back officially, it's going to be really nice to see him back, you know. Even though we got a clip of, uh, you know, so called Steve Austin back at WrestleMania, things like that, you know, it's still going to it's gonna feel, be a, feel nice because you're now bringing the new era with the old era, which those men were part of that, you know, that, that attitude era for me because with mm-hmm. Goldberg, with, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, those guys brought the early to late to late nineties, early two thousands really raw to you. You know, they were just they were just hardcore wrestlers for me, and I've always loved them. So to see Goldberg back, if it's true, I will mark out. While I'm at the gym, and that's my life. <laughs> Uh, The little fangirl in you will come out Now this is not the same fangirl That would have a crush on Goldberg This is just a fangirl saying Hey I'm I'm a fan of his work right Yeah exactly Okay just just checking Just checking I I didn't know if you Fangirl fangirl of the rock okay Let's rock Dwayne Wade You know Dwayne Dwayne Wade you hear me Whoa sorry The rock (laughs) you listening Call me Call me Jesus Uh, This is the this is the scene where I play some like uh, pow, 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 sex music here on the on reality <laughs> check radio and be like, uh, Lily and the Rock. No, when love happens. And Rick, what, what's your opinion on on all this? Paul Heyman returning, Bill Goldberg possibly being the mystery opponent for Braun Strowman. You know, now, you know what would be funny 
if we're all saying, oh, it's Bill Goldberg, it's Bill Goldberg, and now all of a sudden we find out it's James Ellsworth for again. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as Paul Heyman goes, I think we all can agree. Uh, Paul, Paul Heyman brings just such a great element to Raw. I mean, I could, I could watch him do a, a promo for three hours in the ring talking, and I, I would be just fine with that. Goldberg-wise, I mean, there's Cache obviously, with a name. A lot of the people, a lot of the younger generation really only knows of him through, again, through the network. But if he's in great shape, and we all know he keeps himself in tremendous shape at age 49, he's, he's, definitely, he's definitely, you know, a guy you want to keep an eye on. He would definitely bring a nice element to, uh, to either Braun Strowman or Brock Lesnar, for sure. All right, and also, guys, the expecting debut of the Cruiserweight Classic competitor, Noam Dar, will probably uh, will debut tonight. Th- this is a guy that I'm super excited to see finally in the WWE ring. This is a Cruiserweight that technically doesn't need to be flying around. He He's a technical superstar. The guy, just his look alone is phenomenal, and his charisma is phenomenal. The question is, who would he be facing today? Guys, if you had to vote for someone around the room of who you would like to see Noam Dar face in his debut match on Raw, who would you like to, to see him face you know, against a Cruiserweight Classic competitor, obviously? We're not going to just throw him against a heavyweight like Braun Strowman. Who, who would you want to yeah. see Noam Dar face? TJ. Hmm. Okay, TJ. Okay. And how about you, Rick? How about the Brian Kendrick? <sighs> so, okay. So you guys are literally picking the contenders right now for the Cruiserweight Championship, which obviously we might see a rematch for at Hell in the Cell. But you're so far picking these contenders, which, by the way, I would love because that would kind of set up a three-way maybe at, you know, Hell in the Cell for Noam Dar versus D. Brian Kendrick versus TJP. And I think that match would be phenomenal. I, I don't know about you guys. What, what would you think about that, Millie? I think it would be phenomenal. Uh, just the, again, now that super fan girl come out at that point, uh, you know, because again, you got two very talented. It, it just comes down. You got two very talented men who who have put their heart and soul into this industry. You know what I'm saying? So it's just definitely going to be not like some of these. It's sad to say, I've seen some pretty awesome guys who are you know who can who can put in work in the industry and and give them out really something You know, so well. Lorraine in the chat room, our COO, is uh, saying that she would love to see Rich Swan go against Noam Dar. Uh, but again, you know, it, it, the, here's the thing. Sometimes, yes, some, and we've been surprised by this, mind you. We all have. Let's, I mean, us three. We've all been surprised for the last couple of weeks' bookings of these Cruiserweight Classic competitors because we're like, okay, you have these six guys confirmed signed. You know, the Rich Swans, the uh, Lindsay mm-hmm. Dorados, the TJPs, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, they throw us a curveball. And, and, and yeah. then you just see Tony Nice make his debut last week, and he wins. So it's like, wait, when was Tony Nice signed? <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's kind of like, who can they surprise us with next? And personally, 
to end this uh, end this topic, by the way, guys, and this is going to be the last uh, round the table vote. Um, if they want to surprise me, and if they surprise me tonight, let me just say this for for the record: I would love to see Jack Gallagher walk down that ramp, the little Englishman. <laughs> I would love to see Jack Gallagher make his Raw debut tonight or next week or whenever. That man, I love his style. I love his gimmick. I love his attitude. I love his comedy. Reminds me of an English Santino Morella, just more wrestling. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Millie, who who would you love to see them surprise you with, like Cruiserweight Classic? Oh. Oh, my God. Koda, okay, um, <laughs> what's your, I always butcher this man's name. Why you never get Bushi. Yeah, him. Bushi. Yeah. <laughs> so you would like to see them surprise you with Kota Ibushi uh, coming oh, on yeah. to WWE Raw? Definitely. Okay. That man. <laughs> That's a great. Style is, his song style is amazing. Come on, like who who really wouldn't like to see that that guy? You know, debut on Raw. Even though we'll probably know that he's been a fan in Japan for a long time. No, well, if for the record, you know, the, let me tell you, you're you're not going to be alone on that one, Millie, <laughs> uh, because a lot of people are still surprised to this day that Cody Bushi even lost the tournament. So yeah. it is, it, it, yeah. So trust me, you are not alone in that, you know, in that realm of saying, hey, I hope Cody Bushi one day just arrives on on a WWE ring, especially because now he's about to be in that Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So, yeah. and by the way, I know you guys love the Glorious 10, and I'll get to you, Rick, for your vote in a second, but I know you guys love the Glorious 10, but after hearing who their first-round match against is, uh, Sanity, I feel like their chances have grown quite slim. <laughs> I, I'm just just saying. I don't think because so. Because you should, Huh? I don't think so. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, I, I, Rick, I agree who, with who's your... Bobby Roode is... That, that, you, you want to look it, at politics? It really makes no sense to me. They're pushing this whole glorious thing with Bobby Roode. It wouldn't make any sense to me to, to have them lose in the first round. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it be, if you want to go politics, if you want to play politics on this here, they, it would just be completely wrong. You will definitely have the fan base turn on you, which means WWE for that. Well, um, yeah, but you, okay, yeah, sure, if you make the Glorious 10 lose and nothing, listen, I'm just throwing a curveball here, okay, I'm I'm just throwing my opinion, if if you have the Glorious 10 just lose randomly with no outcome, then yeah, I I see where your point is, I, I, it would be like, okay, so what was the point, (laughs) you know, But if you're doing something, and again, this is just my opinion, guys. I can't tell the future. But if you're setting up something to feud, maybe something like, oh, they lose, and then all uh, they lose clean, I mean, and then all of a sudden Bobby Roode turns on uh, Ty Dillinger, then I would say, okay, that is something to set up uh, for next time, and that is something I would love to see. Because just to see Ty Dillinger versus, uh, you know, Bobby Roode in the next TakeOver or the next NXT, I would love to see that. Yeah. I, I don't know about you yeah. guys. I agree with that. 
You know, yeah. and again, like, I could completely, completely agree with you guys. I'm not denying what you guys are saying as far as if Glorious 10 loses, and that's it. It's kind of like, okay, you're done. Bye. You yeah. know, and then next week, like, they do their famous little pan uh, that they're taking care of each other on the floor kind of thing, and they just pan on yeah. to the next match. Yeah, that would be pointless. But if they did something whereas, you know, like something like, oh, Ty Dillinger loses for the team, uh, and then all of a sudden um, Bobby Roode gets mad at that and turns on Ty, then I'll be like, okay, okay, th- that I could follow. That I could be like, I like where this is going. So I, I'm just saying. I, I'm play, I played both, you know, both ropes here. That's what I'm, I'm trying to say. So, uh, Rick, uh, before we go ahead and reach out to our guest, Facade, what do you have to say? Who, who would you like to see the WWE surprise you with when it comes to, uh, you know, a Cruiserweight Classic guy? Well, I've had a chance to think about it while you guys were talking about the, uh, the Glorious Ten, and the name that just came to my mind, and one of the first guys, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Triple H actually came out. Uh, at the conclusion of his match and raised his hand would be Cedric Alexander. All right. Now, Cedric is a guy that we've been seeing on NXT, and we have not seen him since the first Raw after, you know, the Cruiserweight Classic. Yes, Cedric is one of those guys that deserves to be on the main roster, bar none. No argument there. (laughs) Not whatsoever. But again, like you said, a guy we haven't my, seen in a while, my, so it would definitely be a you know an out of a left field kind of a thing. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I think it's been what three Raws since uh, since his first match on on Raw, I think. Right. So te- I mean, so I technically, the three it, of us, you know, personally, would, I'm sure the three of us would agree we'd rather see a Lindsay or a Rich Swan because we we know those guys. But yeah, I think I think Koda. Ibushi would be really, really an interesting, an interesting match to see. Yeah, Vakoda, I think, already said on, uh, you know, in an interview that he refuses uh, to sign with the WWE only because he he has a lot of unfinished business in Japan. So uh, I, I I really don't know where that's going. So time will tell. That's all I'm saying. Money the, the ball's in the air, and you know how the WWE says, never say never. So yep, and money and money yeah. always talks at the end. Exactly. Exactly. I completely agree with you there, Rick. Uh, So, guys, I think we will talk about the other three topics in a few minutes. I'm going to go ahead and uh, reach out to Mr. Fassad here as he'll be put in the screening room. Uh, But literally, I have to say this is a Raw that I'm really looking forward to because so many surprises. Think about it. There is a lot of surprises, guys. There's Paul Heyman. There's the mystery opponent. There's no Dar. There's, uh, of course, the Cruiserweight Classic Surprise of the Week. Uh, let me see. Uh, wh- what else am I missing? There's, um, uh, let's see, Charlotte and Sasha, you know, which rumors are circulating also in that, in that field, saying that we might actually see them in a Hell in the Cell match come the pay-per-view. Uh, what else? What else? Um, uh, I... You got Roman Reigns and Rusev in the uh, in the Owens uh, Seth Rollins feud. When will he when yep. will he show his face in this in this deal? 
Yep. Because we all know, like, at the end of the day, there, there's, that angle will definitely be explored. Uh, agreed. And, and let, let me just say this for the record, you know, I, I, I feel like this is going to be one of those, because from what I am understanding, the, the, the ratings have been plunging as far yeah. as, uh, and they're not too happy about that. They actually expected that the ratings would have done a little bit better. Uh, but for what I understand, like I said, from what I understand, they 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 they're they're going at it, you know. And I can't I could kind of understand why the ratings have been plunging because look at everything they've been dealing with. They've been dealing with the debates, hence why they put Absolutely. the main event first last night, <laughs> because they yeah. were dealing with, you know, Clinton versus you know Trump, which I think it's. My God, I'm like seconds away just for putting them inside a hell in the cell, okay? <laughs> have, have you guys seen a me, the meme of where you see Donald Trump uh, walking onto the stage and then all of a sudden you see the hell in the cell starting to lower? Have, I, has I anyone have, seen the yeah, meme? I've seen it. <laughs> mm. that, I, to me, I think that's the funniest thing because you see Hillary. Hillary looks like she's ready to compete. You know, but then you see Donald walking, and then all of a sudden he stops, and he puts his hands on his, well, in his usual place. I'm not going to say the word. Well, we're reality mm-hmm. check. He puts his hands on his crotch, and, <laughs> like in a regular stance, and then you see the hell in the cell starting to lower. I'm like, oh, my God, this looks so hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. But anyway. Well, George, uh, you, you need keep, to freaking uh, calm your, your sound guy down back there because you think we're all ignoring him. He just needs to do his job. Yeah, Matthew, do your job, man. Stop. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so guys, is uh, well, guys, it's now time uh, to actually do uh, to bring on our guest of the evening. I'm talking about Mr. Fasad. He is on hold, so let's go ahead and open up the line. This man, let me just tell you, he's like a highlight reel. <laughs> This man is a highlight reel. He's definitely one of those guys that you always want to catch. When you see this name on your flyer, on your show, you need to go see this man. This man will steal the show. And let me tell you something. He has a good heart for this business because he, like, there's some people, and and Rick, you've bumped into some. Millie, I'm sure you've bumped into some. And I definitely have bumped into some and said, hey, I only do this on the side. You know, I, it's just indie wrestling. But yes. this is a man, this is a man that literally, literally always wants to main event. He takes this very seriously. He takes it very seriously to heart. And I have so much respect for this man because he wants to go somewhere. He, wants, he doesn't just see this as, oh, it's indie wrestling. Who cares? You know, we even see sometimes those people that we're talking about insult indie wrestling while this guy facade respects the business that he's in. And I cannot wait to speak to him, so let's go ahead and open up the line to him. Let's go ahead here. Mr. Fassad, are you there? Mr. Fassad. Okay. guess he's not there. Let's try him again. <laughs> maybe he had his, uh, we're having a mute issue maybe. I don't know. Let's go ahead and try to reach him again. Do 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 do. One. Okay. Six, Hello, Mr. Zero, Fassad. Six. 
Okay, the, 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 let's let's just ignore that. That's an answering machine. <laughs> okay, I do apologize, folks. Uh, we are trying to reach out to Mr. Facade right here. Uh, we're having, well, we're not technically having phone issues. Uh, he's probably just trying to call us at the same time as us trying to call him. So let's try this again. Hello? Hello, Mr. Fazad? Yo! Hey, Mr. Fassad, how are you doing? I, I guess uh, I, I was giving you the intro, but uh, <laughs> I think I was talking to your answering machine. <laughs> The Neon Ninja, the Aerosol Assassin, the Aerial Arsonist voicemail? <laughs> yep. <laughs> How are you doing today, Mr. Facade? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? I, I can't com I can't complain, man. I'm alive another day, you know, blessed for that, and and we're very happy to have you on here, you know, to speak your stories, to t you know, spend some time with us, explain some things of of your nature. So I, I really appreciate you coming on today, Mr. Facade. Really appreciate that. You're on with oh, of course I'm myself, Millie, and of course little CM Punk. Little Punk, huh? <laughs> I don't know if you I, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He he's a social media uh, guru. Uh he literally is popular all over here in Florida. This is a man that a little kid that literally uh, well not little kid. He's uh <laughs> he's the youngest host I've ever worked with, but he literally goes around uh to different venues dressed up as punk, looks exactly like him. And people actually say, "Hey, we're doing this." We're actually, as a matter of fact, the last thing he made popular was a was a video he did with Joey Ryan and Johnny Gargano. Where <laughs> I'll send I'll send you the the link later. But how are you doing today, Mr. Facade? I'm doing great, guys. I appreciate you having me on. It's of course a pleasure, sir. So let's go ahead and get this started. Uh, so let let me ask you first, Mr. Facade, because of course you've been in this business for quite a while. Uh, you, you've seen a lot of people come and go. Uh, you've seen the business evolutionize itself. Uh, and, of course, you, you know, you're not one of those indie darlings that just say, oh, this is indie wrestling, I only do this when I have time. I, I, you know, it's a hobby, per se. You want to do this because it makes you happy. It's kind of like your, your place to go. You know, so let me ask you this. How does it feel now? Being that you're one of those indie sensations now, people, when they say facade, they'll say, oh, I know that guy. How does it feel now that the indie wrestling scene is taking so much notice now, especially from the WWE? Well, uh, I appreciate it, um, hopefully, that people consider me a sensation, and that really goes a long way with me. Um, I've been working very hard. Uh, actually, this weekend, it will be my 10-year anniversary uh in the wrestling business, working in front of crowds, and, you know, I couldn't be happier with the progress that I've made, and with, in regards to the WWE taking notice to the independent scene, finally, um, you know, it, it, it breathes new life both into the independent wrestling scene, and, um, you know, it gives hope for guys like me, uh, guys that I've come up with and trained with, like Johnny Gargano, Elias Samson, you know, Corey Graves, all these guys, they're from the, the Pittsburgh, Cleveland area, and, 
you know, I've had the pleasure to work with them and to see them uh, grow and become stars, you know, there is a, uh, it just show, goes to show that the independent scene is flourishing. Well, and, and yeah, and that's great because literally they've all been saying, you know, that this is the right time to now enter the business because finally the WWE is taking notice of everyone, you know, in the independent scene. It's no longer the land of the big guys, per se. It's now finally the middle guy, the the medium-sized guy, the little guy. They're all finally getting a chance, and we all saw that happen when they started the WWE Cruiserweight Classic. Now, Mr. Facade, you, you are less than 205 pounds, from what I understood, unless you build up some bulk uh, as far as muscles. <laughs> um, <laughs> have, did, did you ever get contacted for the Cruiserweight Classic? Um, unfortunately, I had not gotten contacted about the Cruiserweight Classic, um, but I do hope that, you know, the second round of this, uh, the Cruiserweight Classic, that, you know, there's rumors of having with the great success that it's had. Um, you know, fingers crossed. I keep uh, doing my thing, you know, turning heads here and there, trying to, you know, take over the world little bit by little bit. Hopefully uh, I will uh, have myself a spot next year. Well, if you had to choose someone, like whether it be this year or next year, well, let's do both. If you were in the Cruiserweight Classic this year, Mr. Facade, who would you want to – you know, face, and let's say next year, you know, new batch of guys, you, you see all these guys coming in and you see them go, who would you like to say, hey, I got caught up with this guy, and I would love to face him, you know, on the big stage, so who would you have loved to face in the tournament this year, and who would you like to face in next year? That's, that's a really good question, because, um, you know, I, I had, like I said, um, I'd, I'd been in the ring with a lot of those guys already, and although I'd like, you know, uh, another match with, say, Rich Swan, another match with Tony Nese, uh, another one of, uh, you know, me and Johnny have had many, many matches. Uh, as much as I'd like to say that, um, one of the guys I hadn't stepped in the ring with um, that I uh, take great admiration in his style and, um, you know, even a, a adapt a little bit of my own or adopt a little bit of his movements into my moveset uh, would be Grand Metallic. Hmm. Darn. So, okay, so if you were in the tournament this year, you would have loved to face Grand Metallic. I would. Grand Metallic, Grand Metallic is one of them, and Kota Ibushi would be the other. Because I feel like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a little bit of a combination of both of them, as where uh, my high-flying abilities are, I would like to say, a little bit of more of a lucha aspect, being a, a neon ninja myself. Uh, but mm-hmm. it also being... Uh, ninja-like in my abilities, uh, the striking and the um, the uh, aerial ability of Koto Ibushi also plays a factor into uh, you know my style as well. And, uh, bro, <laughs> I, I've seen video of you in action, and I'm just like imagining it in my head. I'm like, what would happen the day that Facade will get in the ring with like a Grand Metallic, like you just said, or a Koto Ibushi? <laughs> what kind of match would we get? Especially because martial arts take so much into in pride into your style of wrestling. So I'm there like, oh my God, those kicks would be phenomenal. <laughs> Someone is gonna walk out of there like MMA red. <laughs> as far as, like, how stiff you guys probably will be with each other, martial arts-wise. Uh, so my final question is, uh, you know, 
I, and like you said, you have so much history with so many of the guys, like the Johnny Garganos, the Tony Nieces, the TJPs. Uh, you know, w what was your take on, you know, seeing a guy that you worked with in the Indies, like TJP, win the thing, and now he's in the major stage? Like, does that inspire you in any way for the next step? Absolutely. And, you know, um, out of everybody that actually did win the tournament, um, TJP was definitely – Although he was on the radar, not just in my eyes, I definitely thought he was uh, one of the dark horses in the tournament because, you know, um, I, I didn't really see it going in the direction of, you know, a guy that has uh, been more of a, a native to the U.S. I totally thought it might go in the direction of one of the international stars that they had in the tournament. Yeah, I completely agreed. A lot of people were shocked when Kota Ibushi even lost. You know, I I I think I remember the the fans even chanting, uh, uh, not to throw this out there, but uh, BS BS when uh, Cody Bushi lost. But it, well, it, me, yeah, go ahead, Mr. Fasol, go ahead. I'm sure everything happens for a reason. You know, um, Kota Bushi is still a, a mega star in Japan, and you know he was able to show the world um, over here in the West what he can do and, you know, turn some heads, get some attention. And I'm sure that we haven't seen the last of him. Um, and TJP, you know, he's a guy very deserving. He's worked hard, you know, his whole, you know, basically his life. He's been wrestling since he was uh, very young. And uh, all the credit in the world going to him, especially, you know, to see him already on, you know, Monday Night Raw doing his thing. Well, you know, so then let me say this. I know you said TJP was kind of like the dark horse out of all the, the, the members of the, well, one of the dark horses of all the members of the tournament. Who were you predicting to win the tournament? I definitely, definitely thought uh, it was either going to be Kota Ibushi, uh, Johnny Gargano, or Cedric Alexander. Huh. <laughs> well, now I don't feel alone anymore. Because I I was voting for Cedric, <laughs> so yeah. Okay, you just you just made me feel not alone anymore. Thank you for that, Fasad. <laughs> yes, Cedric <laughs> definitely everyone a star I knew, right too. No, yeah, agreed. Uh, freaking everyone I knew, everyone I asked, they were all saying Coda, 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 Coda. I'm like, okay, okay. Either that or Zack Saber, and I was like, you yeah. know what? I'm starting to believe that it's going to be Coda versus Zack in the finals. So, and then all of a sudden, they both lost, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know who to pick. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thank you very much for finally someone being next to me and say, hey, Cedric Alexander. So I'm done with my, my questions here, Mr. Fassad. I'm going to now pass the microphone over to my next host, uh, to the social media guru. I'm talking about Little CM Punk. So Little Punk, Fassad is all yours, my friend. Well, actually, this is Rick Foley, still affiliated for Punk. How are you, Facade? What's up, Rick? How are you doing, man? Good, man. A couple of questions for you. Uh, George is focused on, on your uh, MMA martial arts uh, background. So I was wondering, is that something uh, that you have considered? Have you ever stepped into an MMA ring before? Um, I have not. Well, officially, I have not stepped into an MMA ring, uh, but there's a, a couple of little twists to that. Um, I've trained in kickboxing and um, some karate, and uh, although I would not mind being, you know, uh, a professional mixed martial artist, 
Um, I've, you know, growing up, you know, you get in a couple scuffles here and there, and I've had my share of fights, but uh, I find a lot more enjoyment in not necessarily trying to hurt someone on a, on a, on a permanent level as where I find more pleasure in entertaining crowds, you know, giving the opportunity to do different things at any different time. You know, I try to have the type of style where I can, uh, if, if someone is like the more comedy style wrestler, you know, I, I can adapt to that style. I can, I can be the funny guy, the neon ninja. I'm very much of a, a, a character. I'm a video game come to life. But in the same token, if, uh, if someone is a, a, a mat wrestler, uh, before I learned to fly, I trained almost an entire year without hitting the ropes. So my re- mat wrestling presence is there. But then, you know, when it comes to striking and it comes to the high flying, I'd like to think that, uh, you know, my high flying can go with some of the best of them, you know. Um, so, you know, that being said, uh, as far as also being in a mixed martial arts octagon, uh, funny side note, last summer, I participated in the Infinity Gauntlet uh, with Chris Hero, which is a three-hour marathon match that Chris put on. You can find that on YouTube. Um, It was a benefit for Smash Wrestling to combat ALS, and there was a number of guys on that card where we were just rotating in wrestling Chris Hero for three hours straight. Um, among other people, Rich Swan was one of the guys that used to be on there. But I actually got to fight Chris in an MMA octagon because the facility that the event was held was a training facility where there was a professional wrestling ring, there was gym equipment, and there it was a bit of a dojo where they had you know hanging bags and an octagon. And uh, needless to say, the action spilled out of the ring and into the octagon and we had a little bit of our ourselves a little kumite a little bit of ourselves a blood sport where that included uh me doing some crazy maneuvers off of the wall of the mma ring and uh a moonsault off the top <laughs> wow that sounds crazy <laughs> that sounds very cool uh, just kind of piggybacking off of that uh that mma topic and i know you're uh, a big uh teenage midget uh the Turtles fan. I was curious what your opinion was of the uh, MMA fight who dressed up as one of the Turtles to face uh, JDF, Jason David Frank. What was your opinion was of that? Actually, that's, uh, I did not know that happened. Um, that's, that's news to me. That sounds amazing, though. The Green Ranger versus a Ninja Turtle is probably, like, one of my dream bouts. <laughs> uh, you know, it would be, be equally as awesome if Jason David Frank uh, donned his Green Ranger or White Ranger attire for that match as well. Um, I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, definitely. And so I guess uh, one last thing, being again, staying with the uh, with the Ninja Turtle themes, being that you're so into that, is such a that's the hero p- portion of that. Do you see yourself as a hero in wrestling? Um, it's hard to say a hero. You know, I don't, I don't like to you know throw around terms like because you know the real heroes you know, are the, the guys that, you know, people don't really talk about, the military, the firemen, the paramedics, the police officers. But as far as wrestling goes, you know, I'd like to think I'm a good guy, and I'd like to think that, um, you know, I can try to be a role model for a lot of kids, uh, a lot of young fans that I have look up to me and, you know, appreciate what I do 
on a on a very profound level. And with that being said, you know, I, I would hate to let them down or, you know, ever do anything negative to hurt their impression of what a good guy is. That's fantastic. Well, I, I know I can speak on behalf of, of Millie. We would love to see you uh, down here in South Florida one day. Oh, one of our local promotions. We'd certainly love to see you in the ring down here. I would, great. I, I would love that. I uh, actually made my debut in Florida on Valentine's Day this past year. Uh, I think it was a little south of Orlando um, where they had a, it was a county fair. There was an event with APWA, and I do believe they will be doing it again this February. Uh, so uh, definitely we'll keep you guys posted about that. Well, that's fantastic. Awesome. Uh, that's my final question. It was uh, great speaking to you, and I'm going to turn it back over to George. All right, and uh, thank you for turning the microphone to me. <laughs> uh, but uh, basically, um, I- I'm now going to go ahead and transfer the mic over to the third party, and I'm talking about Ms. Millie Cruz. Uh, Millie, go ahead. What's up, what's up? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> As you see, I'm the more gentle one in this group. No, I'm <laughs> no but, um, you know, it's a, you know, definitely a pleasure to have you on um, on with us today. Um, I did. I have been looking up a lot of your stuff, um, you know, your, your matches, things like that, again, because I'm not very familiar with what you, um, what you put out. But what I've been seeing, like George says, it's, you know, definitely amazing. You're definitely a big high flyer and, you know, like George, like George, like George and Rick said, we would love to have you down here some someday. Um, <clears throat> but I just definitely wanted to piggyback a little bit off of uh, George from earlier. You said that you're going to be doing this. You've been doing this now, going on ten years, and that you you know your progress has you know you know built up in those ten years. For you, what was the biggest challenge in your progress that you actually made a hurdle that you're very proud of today? Uh, the biggest accomplishment, um, I think, I've been able to um, to do would be uh, being the first American outside of anyone from the WWE to compete um, in Malaysia, Kuala wow. Lumpur, Malaysia, earlier this year. Um, you know, there's a couple of cool things, really cool things that um, that happened to me throughout the course of my career. A couple of awesome. Uh, superstars I've been able to to work with, but um, you know that when they told me that I was the first guy that's you know to work uh, to wrestle over there um, outside of anyone from the WWE, that was really something special because I felt like I was a part of history, and um, you know it was a great show, a great event, and I felt like I had a great match. Everyone, you know, they didn't know me at first because they're only familiar with so much wrestling over there. Um, yeah, and and uh, but uh, we turned them we turned them on to the Neon Ninja and, and uh, they're on the train. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's awesome. Now, um, again, like I said, I've been watching some of your stuff. I watched actually some of your interviews. Knowing that you're such a big ninja fan, what brought you to the wrestling world from being a ninja? That's always caught my attention when I saw that. I was like, wait, it's really into ninjas, but Wrestling? Completely different, you know, <laughs> genre. So what really intrigued your, your interest in wrestling? Well, uh, growing up, even though, um, you know, I loved wrestling, and uh, I kind of always knew that I would be a wrestler in the back of my head, wrestling with my friends, wrestling in, you know, my basement, 
whatever over, you know, all WWE, WWF at the time, foam titles. Um, I always kind of, I dress up as a ninja for Halloween on at least three different occasions. And I always was obsessed with video games and uh, ninja video games in particular. So I would always emulate all the ninja moves that I would see. And um, I was always always kind of very acro- acrobatic. Um, so with that being said, I just kind of adapted, uh, you know, what I would do outside of the ring into what I would potentially do in the ring in the future. You know, I always consider myself kind of a, a video game character come to life. And anytime I would make a video game, uh, create a wrestler, the image I had in my head was always the same. And, you know, that is what you see before you today, the, the Neon Ninja facade. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Like, I like the whole setup. I love the, the, again, like I said, I've watched your stuff, um, little videos from YouTube and stuff like that. You're freaking, you're, you're really dope. Um, I actually have a question from one of our listeners back in New York, um, where I'm originally from. So um, he he know he knows he's even he's been listening. He said you've been in the the business for about ten years in Indies. Have you ever wrestled in New York or anywhere up north? And if you would, if you haven't, where would it be? I'm sorry. What was the question? Have I ever? Have you ever wrestled? Well, yeah, well, I'm from New York, so have you ever wrestled? Because he's from New York, our listener. Um, have you ever wrestled in New York City? If not, will you ever? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, I've wrestled in New York a couple of times, different uh, promotions. Um, I was even a part of the lesser-known project called the Urban Wrestling Federation, where we actually uh, wrestled in the Manhattan Center and a nightclub uh, on Tuesday. Two separate occasions on uh, national pay-per-view television. It's pretty crazy. It's like uh, the video game Def Jam New York meets. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I can't even. Uh, that's the best way to describe it in, in a nice way. It's, it's a little <laughs> bit GTA, a little bit GTA, a little bit uh, pro wrestling, but um, very crazy stuff. Uh, but uh, there was there was rappers and it was a bunch of gang wars. It was a pretty cool and unique idea. And I feel like a little bit of um, the Lucha Underground concept um, expanded upon that because uh, Lucha Underground does a lot of things, you know, similarly, but I feel like they do it a little more correctly in a more, you know, uh, mainstream, acceptable way uh, yeah. and to great success by the looks of it. <laughs> but to answer the question, yes, I, I, I've wrestled in New York. Um, I've wrestled for a couple of different companies, uh, you know, Pro Wrestling Syndicate, uh, oh. Free combination wrestling, um, but yeah, I I love coming back to. I think it was the Queensboro, uh, the Elk Lodge in Queensboro, and okay. uh, yep. All right, awesome. I, are you just made our listener very very happy. Let me tell you, <laughs> 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 very very happy. Um, you know. Now I gotta touch on that on that Ninja Turtle because let me let, let me I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you I am a Ninja Turtle fan myself I'm a big Mikey fan love pizza can can tonight yeah. now <laughs> your favorite Ninja Turtle ever and why I have to ask you why uh that's 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 a tough question um you know I I, I do get asked that here and there 
and sometimes it changes because, you know, I used to be a big Mikey guy uh, growing up and, and everything, um, so there's definitely a big part of Mikey in me, but I'm definitely uh, a full-blown Donatello guy nowadays because, uh, you know, he's like the secret leader. Uh, everybody um, makes Donnie out to be, like, the leader of everyone, but at the same time, everybody resents Donnie for being the leader, and nobody yeah. really wants to listen to him. So, uh, you know, Donnie's always the one, he's making up the, the, the master plan in the back there uh, that no one ever really gets to see. Yeah. So, uh, Donatello, the, the brains of the operation, is, is, is my guy nowadays. <laughs> now, you, would you say that what With that being said, you know, do you feel like you're him? Because we all know Mikey's very, you know, very playful, very, very animated, very out there. Now with Donatello, would you say you more? Do you feel like you're more like him, or would you say you're more Mikey? I know this is a hard question. I know it's hard thing, but I will let you know now. I am more of a Mikey. Everyone in this office can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a, a flip of the coin when you're gonna, depending on how you catch me, because. You know, I, I I'm a I'm a big time thinker, but you know I like to I like to play games. I like to have fun, and you know I'm 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 a pretty easygoing, uh, fun loving guy at the same time. And you know, uh, uh, my my first name might be Mikey also. So. <laughs> well, I think that's that's it for me today's facade. But honestly, it's been my pleasure. You're a dope guy. I gotta say, you're actually one of my favorite. Besides a couple of others that I've interviewed, that's just like super, super laid back, and I can talk to you like you're one of the boys. Mm-hmm. Well, like, well thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Facade. I'm gonna turn you right back over to Mr. George. <laughs> uh, I feel like that New York came out of you a little bit there, Millie, <laughs> because you guys were talking so much about New York and TMNT is based out of New York. That that New York a little bit was coming a little bit more and more out out from you, but yes, uh, <laughs> so, I I heard the accent come out at the end. I, I, that just was me. I, I I'm a detailed guy like that, but um, facade. I'm really hoping because uh, for the fans who, for for us, us four here in this room, uh, we know what we're talking about when I mention this word, but I hope I don't break kayfabe here. Uh, but basically, I, we haven't had a chance to speak to Joey Ryan about this. But I saw a video that literally went social media crazy. And went just as popular as the Joey Ryan situation when you proposed – to Danny in the middle of the ring. How nervous were you with that? <laughs> Hello? Oh, oh, we we okay. His dropped. Let's let's go ahead and probably. Uh... I was about to say, George, did you hit a nerve? George, did you hit a nerve? <laughs> no, I did. I promise you, it was not me. <laughs> Give me George. one second as we try to. Reach back to him. We just had a little... Again, reception happens. Plus, it's real radio, okay? Leave us alone. Don't judge us. I'm Yo. Uh, okay. F- Hello, Fasad, you there? I am. Okay. I lost yeah, you. we might have lost I you lost there. I lost you whenever... Uh, signal. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, uh, yeah of course, Signal, no worries. Your question. Yeah, sure. Uh, basically, so, again, I don't know what part was the last part you heard, but I was saying that we haven't had a chance to speak to Joey Ryan about this, and we all know how popular that video got. But something, you did something similar, and I have you on the line. I have you on the hot seat, so let me ask you, now that we have your attention. <laughs> Uh, basically, what I want to ask you is, how nervous were you, because th your video is just as popular, how nervous were you when you ended up proposing to Danny in the middle of the ring? Um, well, it was very uh, nerve-wracking. Um, I'd like <laughs> to say, first, the, the, the proposal didn't actually get to, to, to happen. Uh, so, just for clarification, it actually was interrupted. Um, so uh, I guess we'll have to wait for that question to be officially popped. But, um, you know, uh, I did have every intention of making that happen, but unfortunately it was interrupted by a, a gang of no good, dirty, rotten scoundrels. But uh, <laughs> just in that moment, especially because, uh, you know, Danny had no idea anything like this was going on. So the look on her face and the reaction that you see is a very genuine relax reaction. And, uh, you know, yep. the fact that that proposal didn't actually go through, um, well, uh, you know, it didn't really, it didn't really go over as well as, uh, you know, it should have. <laughs> <laughs> so a little fun question. I, I just got a little, I got to poke a little fun into this, like a little comedy, uh, you know, Working with your girlfriend now in the business, do you now have to be like, uh, with the female fans, do you have to be like, no, I, I'm with my girl, leave me alone. <laughs> like, how, how is it working with those, with those female fans? Because we all know we have them. Uh, like male uh, have the female fans and females have the male fans. How is it working with you? Um, it works out great, actually. Uh, you know, um, the, the female fans, you know, they, they know the deal. They respect... Uh, they respect me. They respect Danny, but um, you know they they still show their affection and uh, and, and you know uh, appreciate my work. Uh, and you know they seemingly appreciate Danny equally as much, which is pretty awesome. So uh, you know, and and Danny's really cool. She's laid back also, and uh, she knows that um, you know there's uh, only uh, one girl for me, and uh, so. Thankfully, there's that's no worries cute. on that end. <laughs> well, that, that's cute, man. That, I, I just wanted to poke a little bit of comedy in there. And um, basically, oh, let me, <laughs> I, I just wanted to bring in the – now he's he's finally available. I'm talking about the social media guru. Uh, little CM Punk is finally here. Uh, little Punk, are you there? Yeah, man, I'm finally here. <laughs> yeah, you you finally cleared the schedule to be on the show. So, little punk, uh, do you have any comments or questions for Facade? Uh, no, I do not. Just from what I've been hearing, like you know, thank you for taking the time to come and talk with us, answer questions. We we appreciate it a lot. No problem, brother. All right, yeah. and uh, Millie, I I understand that you have another question you wanted to ask Facade. I do, I do, because his girlfriend is in, in the industry just like him. Um, I haven't seen anything yet. I don't know if it's, if it's actually happened. 
Masad, have you ever had a match with Danny yet, or do you guys plan on If you have, how was it? I need to find it because I need to see it. Because I've already seen Candice and Johnny. I've seen, um, oh, my God, uh, Jesus, Ricochet and Joe his Hayden. girlfriend. You know, and I just want to know, if you guys haven't, do you guys plan on doing one? Because I think that's pretty dope. Because, again, I have, everyone knows here in the studio that I am the biggest you know, female wrestling advocate that we can fight you guys just as better as guys can fight you. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, the, well, so the thing about it is uh, Danny has not actually had her first match yet. Um, you know, she, she's she been training a long time now, um, and uh, she was waiting for her medical clearance for a while before she was able to officially start training and then finish mm-hmm up with everything, so she hasn't actually had her first match yet, but, um, you know, I wouldn't mind uh, having a match with her someday down the line, uh, although I'm not the biggest fan of the uh, the whole intergender uh, wrestling thing, because, yeah, I, I was, just the way I was raised, you know what I mean, um, I come from, like, a, uh, I was raised by my mom and my sister, and I have my sister, so I've always, you know, um, it's just always, like, a weird thing that you know, you don't hit girls kind of thing whenever uh, I've been growing up. But, you know, it seems a a lot of the lines have been blurred here within the wrestling industry. So uh, I've been in matches, uh, you know, like multi-man matches, four-ways, things like that, where uh, girls have been involved. Like, um, you know, like Crazy Mary Dobson has been one of the uh, ladies I had been in the ring with, Vanessa Craven from up in Canada. But, uh, you know, that being said, uh, I, I don't see it not happening, um, but just uh, a matter of time, when? No. I would like to see that. You let me know when that happens because I definitely, again, I'm a big, you know, women's wrestling advocate. And, you know, I just, I'm just that, that, that girl that, you know, you guys can do it. We can do it twice as better. That's just my style. But And I oh totally God. respect that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the way, and that's the that's the fighting spirit that you you see from these girls. They they go out there, they pour their heart out, and you can tell they're they like guys and girls. If everybody had that attitude, you know, the world would be a better place. But it's good to to hear it from you know another person. The positive way of thinking is you know that only brings positive things. Yeah, no, of course, one hundred ten percent because. You know, I don't. I, you probably seen it. Uh, the Ricochet and his girlfriend's match. That match alone, honestly, was uh, really awesome. And again, Johnny marrying his, you know, his sweetheart, Candice. And it's. I just like I said, it would just be really cool. Maybe one day, maybe you could be Danny's first match. You just never know. You know. Just, That'd be cool. <laughs> definitely a <laughs> You know, just breaking it in. He's like, you know what? I love you, babe. Let's just do this together, type situation. But you know, that's just uh, you know. Thank you think, so much. I, that just I, I think there's money to be made there, Millie. I think there's money <laughs> to be made. Let me know, because I will, I, will, I will pre-show that. Let me know. <laughs> well, let me end it with this, with my final comments. You were mentioning something about, you know, the county fair or something like that uh, here in Miami, Florida, that you might be here uh, for that show. Let me just say, if that's the case, Peaks on us for you, Facade, okay? Because we're all TMNT fans in here. So I say peaks a date. <laughs> Pepperoni pizza. pizza. Yes. 
Maybe for you, Millie, maybe we'll even try to find a uh, New York-style pizza. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's it. Pizza date. We have a pizza date with Fasad, and hopefully Danny, if she comes along with you, uh, you know, with the Reality Check Radio and Fasad, uh, <laughs> and that should be fun. Uh, listen, I, I, ha- I bought the TMNT 2 Blu-ray, and it came with all four ninja masks, so do not dare me to tell you guys we're all wearing them. <laughs> do not dare me. That's awesome. Give me Mikey. Yeah, Danny, <laughs> would, Danny would you post- the, the new one. As a gift, Danny got the new Blu-ray as a gift for her birthday, which was just a couple weeks ago, and it had the mask and uh, four action figures, so that was pretty dope too. Well, Fasad, bring your masks because if we do go <laughs> out, hopefully they don't think we're burglars. Uh, <laughs> if we do go out, we're all doing TMNT night with all of us together. But um, hey, it was an honor to speak with you here tonight, Fasad. It was very fun, very informative. Uh, like from a journalist and fan and even friend's point of view, we learned some new things about you uh, that you shared with us, which I really appreciate you taking your time to do. So let's go ahead and, and do your plugs. Uh, but before we do, uh, I know, Millie, you just closed off your comments, right? Uh, or do you have anything else? I am good. Facade is part of the New York family. It is on and popping. It's pizza night. We good. We got this. How you doing? <laughs> uh, all right, and uh, Rick Foley, are you still there with us? I'm still here. Uh, I have no further questions. Just thanks again. It was an excellent interview, and I learned a whole lot about Facade today. All righty. So, Facade, again, I can't uh, – man, I <laughs> I think I'm going to bore you with the thank yous. So, before I do, let's go ahead and do your plugs. How can fans uh, follow you on social media, whether it's a fan page or, or anything, or Twitter? Uh, how can bookers get a hold of you? Uh, how can fans purchase your merchandise? And, of course, where can they catch you next? All of those things you can follow – all of my spin kicking, back flipping, rope walking, dreadlocking adventures on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at the number one facade. That's one F-A-C-A-D-E. Uh, you can search me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, all those things. Also on YouTube, I will be sure to be putting up uh, a lot more updated videos, highlights, and uh some of the crazier matches, a lot of requests I've been getting lately. And uh, you can purchase T-shirts, custom printed apparel, such as shorts, tank tops, everything like that, uh, from me on my Facebook or my website at onefacade.com. And check me out on Pro Wrestling Tees at prowrestlingtees.com slash facade. Awesome. So, again, Fasad, thank you so very much for your taking your time here today, and we look forward to seeing you here in Miami and, and for that pizza date, man. Yeah, bringing the pizza. And we're going to start – you hear all this clown stuff. We're going to start our new viral Internet trend. It's going to be spreading the positivity. Everybody dressed up in Ninja Turtle mask eating pizza. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I like it. <laughs> I'm all for it. I like it. I like the idea. 
And just for the record, facade, I feel like you should definitely you you have this care, uh, charisma that I just want to tell you one on one here. You have this charisma that even if you started your own YouTube series like The Adventures of the Neon Ninja, I would literally watch it. <laughs> so, hey man, I, th- th- those are a very popular thing right now. You might be onto something, and uh, you know, I might not I might not do a podcast. I might just do some uh, you know weird antics that um, you know my everyday life, which. It's normal to me, but might be crazy to others. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to it, man. Thank you so very much for coming on. I really look forward to it. We'll talk uh, soon on social media to update on, on when you're going to be down here, okay? Thank you, guys. Take care. God bless. You too, Fazad. Have a great night. Guys, That <laughs> I, I don't think I could. I, I could literally... What what positivity can I describe that interview with? I, I don't know. What positive word can I use? Uh, Millie, can you help me out here? I, I'm just as stumped as you are, George, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, 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 Rick, not to put you out there, man, but you're the oldest one of the bunch. Uh, any word that you might know uh, like of up there in positivity that we could describe it? Because I have nothing. This was a fun. I don't even think the word phenomenal does it justice. How about the anti-buzzkill? I like it. <laughs> I like it. And we know because, what we're talking about. You know, that's between me and George. Yeah. I, <laughs> but, guys, this was a phenomenal interview. Like, even me, I'm a friend of Fassad and... And literally, I got to know some new things about him. You know, I really hope to see him in the Cruiserweight Classic next year, uh, as he he's under 205 pounds. Uh, he's actually at 192. Uh, Danny, his girlfriend, is is working into the business. You know, he he does he, he was the first ever guy not to be contracted to wrestle in Malaysia. That was amazing. We learned about his uh, passion for MMA. Uh, man. And then we filled it up with a TMNT talk. You cannot go wrong with TMNT, okay? And on top of that, he announced his movement, his positive march uh, in positivity of saying, everyone, when you eat pizza, you should wear a TMNT mask. I I, I think I'm going to do that. (laughs) I I, I don't know about you guys, but I think I might do that. Now, now, now we're talking about in public or in private because if it's in private, then we're all for it. But if it's in public, people are going to think you uh, kind of weird there, George. Just saying. Well, well I'm always weird. You know, you know, like, <laughs> he, he like said it, not me. Right now, no one's afraid. Everyone's afraid to be a clown for Halloween because people are killing clowns. So come on, I don't need, I don't need a dead turtle. Turtle, turtle. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well. Well, guys, let's go ahead and jump into our final topics of the night. Uh, Millie, you have some news flash to give us when it comes to the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic, so go ahead, shoot yes. for Yes. Last week, if you guys watched NXT, they already have started with the tag team. So we got to see the Bollywood Boys against the Arthurs of Pain, which everyone knows who won that one. Everyone knows who that one. That was a given, the Arthurs of Pain who are now going on to the next round. Then we have Cedric Alexander and, oh, my God, why is his name always in? It's in... Oh, Andrade Cien Almas? Yes, yeah, Andrade. Yeah, against uh, Revival. Now, everyone else that one, too. I freaking hate you both. I can't stand you, little CM Punk and George, right now. You guys are not cool. But anyway, 
<laughs> Don't hate us because we were right. <laughs> I'm not hating. But for the women, <laughs> for the NXT last Wednesday, I have to put it out there. Danielle had made her debut against Peyton. And, of course, Peyton won, but it's good to see another, a new female face on the NXT roster. And that means one more NXT woman is closer to the main roster. Who would it be? No one knows. But that's all that means at this point for us in the industry. And I'd like to make another special announcement. <clears throat> because Go for it. Monday, for someone who's, you know, been with, been with the family before me, Rick or Little CM Punk's birthday. Yesterday was George's birthday, guys. We definitely at the yep. Reality Check oh. Radio definitely want to oh, say happy birthday to you. Um, you know, we showed you love yesterday on Instagram, but of course, on Instagram and Facebook. I'm sorry, um, but of course, when we're live, we need to. It's all real, because that's all we are. So we like to send you a big happy birthday out. Today. Thank you. Oh, Happy thank birthday, you. cabrón. Hey, you, <laughs> what are you like, te callas tú. What are you, like, 13? Like, CM Punk's older than, young, older than you now? Is that what it is? Right? Man, hey, little sure CM Punk beats me by five years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, you know... Be as it may, it came from a woman that uh, the the happy birthday wish. So technically, is not as credential as coming from a man. Stay right there. <laughs> Stay right there, Millie. Because, because it's your birthday, I'm gonna let you slide with this one, George. It's your birthday, I'm gonna let you slide. Next week, I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. You can talk. Well, guys. On the 31st, when I'm not here, because then you can really talk because I ain't gonna be in your face with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, listen. Uh, listen. How about that, George? So, how about Sasha being a new champ? And I called it again. Again. How about that? No one mentioned that. Did you call what? I'm sorry. Sasha went re- reclaiming the title from Charlotte. Oh yeah, yeah. You no, <laughs> Lorraine. I will not shut up. No, but yeah, you. <laughs> no, yeah. Credit to you on that one. You were 100% right. You, you called it. Sasha did win the title. It was me and I believe Little Punk that both predicted that Sasha was not going to win it and we were going to see, like, a build-up towards Hell in the Cell. But basically, yeah, you, you were 100% right. Not going to take that away from you. The credit is credit when it's due. Now, I am going to say this. One of the, and this is going to be our final topic for the night because we do have to start closing up as WWE Raw is right around the corner. Guys, what is happening with the rumors of the TNA sale? Apparently, they just had a TNA taping last night. So I don't know what's going on with the rumors right now with TNA being sold. Uh, from what I understand from the rumor mill is that... TNA, uh, like majority owner, has been changed from Dixie Carter over to Billy Corgan. But then Billy Corgan sold the library to the WWE. So everyone made money in this. Now, the WWE, ever since that rumor speculated, all of a sudden they they sent out a huge uh, vote email uh, to many fans, I guess, to, uh, or maybe not fans, to probably uh, stock stock owners, uh, saying that 
hey, we want to see what you know you what you want on the network, and or, or what changes. So I they're they're coming up with like a three package deal from what I understand. One being uh, six ninety nine, another one being nine ninety nine, and another one being fourteen ninety nine. Now the fourteen ninety nine will include TNA products, ROH products, Evolve, and etc. If this is true. Um, and on top of that, a cruiserweight, you know, classic show. So right now, everything is up in the air. <laughs> everything is up in the air. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record and say this is a great time to be a fan because literally this is one of the best roller coasters I've ever ridden, and I cannot wait to see what happens with the network, with the TNA, with because even if TNA is not sold to the WWE, look at what the WWE is doing. We're gonna get a lot more. Stuff on the network, including Evolve, including Progress, including FIP, on there, and it, this is going to be amazing. It's great to be an indie wrestler right now. So, Millie, what, what's your take? I agree with you. I really do. Um, you know, it's just this pricing one. I, I don't know about that. I just think they should just make everything at one price. I'm just saying. My opinion. I'm just being a Puerto Rican from the Bronx. Up in the air right now, as you said, it's just the matter of time of just seeing what's really, what products are really going to come out and what's really true. Yep. You know. And uh, you know, Rick, what do you have to say as far as uh, as the network is concerned? Well, I mean, I know there's a. I, I'm not a real big fan of TNA, uh, but I know there are. They do have quite a, or had quite a, a good following, a large following. So for the WWE to be able to you know, basically beef up their, their content on the network with TNA and all the other uh, promotions that you mentioned, I think it's a coup for them. And I don't think they'll have any problem getting people to fork over an additional $5 a month for the people that already are on the network and even $15 for those who are not given the amount of content that that's going to be available on the network. I think it's just a great move by them. Yeah, like personally, it, it, like not to say not to say that I'm hoping for a price increase because obviously we're not. You know, we always like to save that little dollar. But even if they do move up to 14.99 and they provide us with all that content, it is so worth the price, in my opinion. So, guys, I cannot wait to see the increase of this network and really to see where it's going from here. But we're about to close up the show, so. Uh, let's do a vote like we always do. Would you like to see the price increase with all that product content? Uh, I say yes. Millie? Price increase? Who said a price increase? Oh, I said keep it at the same price and then add more. Whoa. Really, George? Really? You're listening to me. Lord Jesus, no. Where? <laughs> so, let me tell you. Well, I I'm voting for both. Price it is. I said keep it at the price it is for more content. That you're gonna get more. You're, you're gonna get more for your buck, and the WWE should know this. But with all being reality, probably won't. Probably make you pay five more dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So you're gonna say no. 
And Rick, well, what about you? Yes or no? I can see Millie's point. I, I, what I think, what I'd like to see them do is maybe phase it slowly. You know, start with the content, leave the price the way it is, and then slowly, over the course of maybe the next couple of months, raise the price. But yeah, I, I would be, I personally would have no problem with, with the fourteen ninety nine. All right. So, all right. So that's two yeses and a no. So Millie, you're you're swamped again. Sorry. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> we love you too. Well, guys, it, that's about done for today's Reality Check Radio. Again, thank you so very much to Mr. Fassad for coming on the show today and giving us such a phenomenal interview. Uh, thank you, of course, to Millie and Rick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug next week's uh, guest, and then you guys could go ahead with your plugs. Guys, make sure you tune in next week at 6 p.m. We're back to our regular showtime when, of course, our guest for next week is the golden boy, Gregory Anthony. Uh, he's an NWA wrestling veteran. Uh, one of the longest reigning NWA heavyweight uh, champions in a long time. He is very old school, and I cannot wait to speak with him because this is a man that wrestles for one of the longest reigning promotions in the entire country, the NWA, and he's going to be here next week with us at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you tune in for that, the golden boy, Gregory Anthony. All right, so Millie, go ahead with your plugs. All right, guys, you know you can catch me at Facebook at Millie Cruz or on Instagram at Mills Awesome, sorry, Miss Awesome, which is I-M-I-S with a Z and then Awesome with three E's. Or you can catch me on Twitter at Mills for You, which is M-I-L-S-Z, the number four and the letter U. Um, and, again, I would definitely um, follow back. I tweet back. I I might have message back, just depending if you're a creep or not. I'm just letting you know this. But, yeah, just saying. Just follow me, guys, and you guys can actually see what else that I do besides this lovely stuff here with Rick, George, and little CM Punk. I'm also a makeup artist. You guys can definitely follow me on that as well. Um, I do crazy FX makeup. Um, and, guys, I actually just posted a, a crazy remake of Jason. Go check that out. So yeah, I definitely suggest you all to check that out. I, I will vouch for that. So I saw it yesterday. It, it looked creepy as hell. It actually looked like... Did it glow in the dark or was it me? No. This is you. Oh, okay. Just perfect. No, okay. Just... Oh, maybe, yeah. But, yeah, I highly suggest you guys go check that video out. It looked amazing. All right, and Rick, your plugs. Well, hopefully little Sam Punk will be back with us full-time next week. In the meantime, you can follow him on Facebook at Little CM Punk. Instagram and Twitter are both Little underscore CM underscore Punk. All right. Twitter so, guys, Instagram. make sure. All right. So, guys, make sure you just like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash uh, reality check pod. Uh, on Facebook, and don't forget next week we're going to have the golden boy Gregory Anthony on the show from the NWA, the longest reigning promotion in the entire United States. So guys, for everyone here in Reality Check Radio, enjoy Monday Night Raw, and for everyone next week, we'll see you next week. Till then, stay safe and stay real. Good night, folks. Thank you all for joining us. 
Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio and get your dose of reality check.